Virginia isn't for one type of person. Virginia is for road trippers. Are we there yetters? Mountain hikers and dock sitters because they're not active hikers. People who are kayakers. People who are not kayakers. Campsite campers and horseback riders. Wow, there's a lot to fit in here. Flatwater lovers, beach sun tanners, hole-in-the-earth explorers, and Shenandoah valiers. Should I keep going here? Well, you get the idea. Because Virginia is for all sorts of lovers. So come love it for yourself. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Happy Monday. It's that time again. Matt Connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. Streaming at WMNHradio.org and on the Facebook on the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page. Hello to our friends, of course, at Raw Talk Online and Tomorrow Radio. Today is Monday, September 13, 2021. And I am not alone. Jenny is here at the news desk. Hello. I am present. And that's not all. Uh, kind of a surprise because I forgot he was popping in. On the couch, EZG Eric Gagnon is here. Surprise, surprise. Yes, I hope you're not. I hope your feelings aren't hurt that I forgot about you. No, you got a lot, you got a lot of things cooking in your brain. That is true. A lot of things cooking that's in my brain. Putting it. Yes, yes. And uh, we do have an exciting show today. Uh, coming Probably up at, the only uh, thing he can cook. Oh, yes. The brain. Uh, at 4.15, <laughs> we're going to be joined uh, via Skype by uh, journalist Dave Kindy. So really looking forward to that. I'm not sure if it's Kindy or Kindy. I think it's Kindy, but uh, we'll see. We'll see when we Skype him in in a few minutes. Hometown area, yeah. Well, he's from Plymouth, Plymouth, yes. Massachusetts. Yes. Yes. yes, I grew up a Plymouth Carver ah. student. Yeah, yes, there uh-huh. you go. Yes, absolutely. And I did live in Plymouth before my parents moved to Carver. Oh, okay. So well, there, there you go. Nah. There you go. So we look forward to uh, talking with him. Um, actually, he's got a lot of interesting uh, articles up at uh, Smithsonian. Always hard to say that. Smithsonian. I have to say it slowly. Uh, SmithsonianMag.com. That's the website. So, uh, EZG, how are you? Hey, before the guy uh, skips in, I got new glasses. You did? I, you, I, I just got them adjusted at the uh, eye care place. Oh. 
So I'll put them on for the people that are on 97 on Facebook. Wow, this is great. The uh, I can see a lot better with them, too. The great unveiling of the new glasses. This will no doubt be helpful to you in future <laughs> entertainment right. reports. The last time I was here, I didn't see very well with the old one. Right, that's true. Yeah, you were struggling a little bit there. There you go. They look very smart. Oh, very nice. I like very them. Very nice. I, I like the colors them. Them too. I like those frames. You know, uh, Friday night on Retro Spectrum Radio, our friend... Yeah, right down uh, the street that I carry. I, I got these. Our friend uh, Dan Ramblett <laughs> uh, had new glasses called... Uh, they're called Bowie's. And yeah. they're, they're two different shapes. One of the frames is square and the other is uh, round. And uh, at first I thought this was some sort of practical joke. But no, those are apparently a style of glasses you can get online. I totally they're want to check Bowie's. that out. Because you yeah. said that you could get prescription. Yeah, yeah. They just, prescription. I, I think they look very bizarre. I, I I don't know that I want Bowie's, but I want to see what else they got. Because those were pretty cool. I, I, the Bowie's oh, are pretty cool. But you can get them online a lot cheaper than you get them at the uh, eye care place. Right. Oh, my gosh. These glasses that I'm wearing right now are $600. If I didn't have Jesus. insurance, these are 520 And that was all in what had to be done to the lenses. The frames were, were you know, just barely above the cheapest ones. These are 529 <laughs> if I didn't have insurance out of pocket. Yeah, because yours are bifocals, right? Yes. I'm so, so yeah, glad. it's expensive. I'm so glad I got LASIK. <laughs> I really am. I, well, some of us aren't candidates for that. Yeah, yeah. True. I just... Uh, but that's why won't fix my eyes. <laughs> glasses are so expensive now, and that's why um, that's the reason why a lot of insurance companies more and more are covering LASIK now. Because in the long run, it's cheaper to cover the procedure than, yeah. to, than to keep having to uh, shell out money for they glasses. They first started doing but, it was the novelty of the rich. Yeah, but then again, like Jenny said, it's not available to everybody depending on their health. Right. Like, I can't have it. I right. have tamoxifen retinopathy. Right. There's There's no LASIK thing, unfortunately, the, the cysts on my eyeballs. <laughs> right. Well, let me give out the numbers. Uh, when we uh, have our guest on, he'll be on with us via Skype, so the phone line will be open if anyone has uh, anything they'd like to contribute to the discussion at that point. Uh, 603-250-6007 is the number, 603-250-6007. You can also Skype me at 6... I'm sorry, you can also text me, rather, at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton. Or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can always interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do is give us a call at 603-250-6007. And I do want to remind you, of course, we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street right across the street. Those of you watching online can see I'm wearing my Hopknot shirt. Don't go there today, however. Monday and Tuesday is their weekend. But they are open uh, Wednesday through Sunday. They have delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer. They have wine. They have trivia night Thursday nights. And Friday nights, they have Grant Lampton. Did you see the post over the weekend? They have nachos now. Oh, yes. Yeah, they look look nummy on melty cheese. They do. They look really good. Mm. Big fan of the nachos, EZG, or do those not Uh, not agree with you? They really 100% agree with me. I had a feeling, yes. I do like them, though. You and your delicate uh, stomach. They're not one of my favorites, though. So. Right, no. right. Yeah. No. My favorite is to ask for a pretzel pizza with pepperoni. Yeah. And I hope someday pineapple. Or maybe they have it now with it pineapple. Was, no, I was on your I favorite. I've been trying to order it lately. I'm sorry. I was on your favorite app the other day. They did a relaxing thing where you close your eyes. Yeah. And 40, 15 minutes were up. I thought asleep. you were going to tell me you closed your eyes and envisioned a pizza. No, I fell asleep. Mm. Or a pretzel. That, that favorite that website of yours, the relaxing. Were you counting was. pretzels? No, I was breathing in and breathing out. I told you to close your eyes. And the ladies, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is. It is. It's, thing, you know, was an hour later. I said, wow. Those listening, Easy's referring to an app that my audiologist recommended yeah. for my tinnitus. 
and it is called Relief. I don't work for them or get any kickback. I wish it did, right? Mm. Um, but actually, it works really well for helping to relax. And if I get stressed, it's got breathing apps. And yeah, yeah great. it helps you. It's got like these really cool little short ones too, like eight minutes of grounding. Yeah. And you just feel yeah. better. This was a 15 minute one. Yeah. Next yeah. Yeah. Else. They're short. Mm. 15 minutes, eight minutes, 10 minutes. They're short. But taking that little short time out makes such a huge difference for me if I'm getting anxious or even physically if I'm getting a lot of pain. It's one of my go-tos for pain management is to kind of meditate in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, that went deep. Dave just messaged me, so we'll uh, we'll go ahead and Skype him in. Um, yes, I'll Skype you in now. So this is... Uh, Dave uh, Kendi, we're going to be. Do, yeah. do you want to? While I do that, you want to mention uh, how we found him or how you found him? Um, well, yeah, actually, I am part of a few groups that involve Carver and Plymouth, Massachusetts. As I, as a young girl, I went to uh, Plymouth, what was then known as the Plymouth Carver School System. I'm showing how old I am. Oh my gosh! But anyway, I love to go in there and check out what's going on, and like, there's a lot of like artists and great people that are in there that you come across and um anyway i was looking in there and this article came up from dave kindy he had shared it in the all about plymouth group and it's from the smithsonian magazine and it's all about how israel because israel's gone much farther i think um in their science in their in their exploration of the of the COVID and the COVID virus and the vac and the vaccines and what works and everything but i don't want to get tell get too far but um, basically, they, he did this amazing article that's got great citations. It's like, you know, people, this is all science. I, that's what I love about this article. It's the science, the meat that's in there. But I, um, I contacted him and I was like, Maddie, you got to have this guy on. He's an amazing journalist. And so, yeah, um, I contacted him and he said, absolutely. He would be totally cool to come on and talk to all of our listeners about what he's writing about and how he gets, you know, how he does it. He's a really great journalist. I just... I was really, really taken aback by the citations in it. It's that's really what attracted me to his writing. I don't think it's working. Dave, are you there? Yeah, for some reason it's not connecting to him. Mm. So um he did uh an article and Israel like I said, Israel's more advanced than us in the sense that they are now doing boosters. They're already well into their booster vaccinations. And and they've been giving everybody Pfizer, um, if you're wondering which one. And um, they have proven scientifically through hard science that getting that booster shot is exactly the kick that the immune system needs, especially in people who are older. Um, but I believe it's probably going to be true for, for most people, I think, um, to give your immunity enough of a boost that your body is making the correct antibodies in a way that if you do get exposed... You either don't get it at all, or if you happen to get a breakthrough case, which is super, super rare, it'll be a very mild case. The great thing about the vaccine is that it has um, been done with the Pfizer vaccine, which is FDA approved here in the States. Moderna is very similar, but I'm impressed with the fact that they have, I, I just, Israel's light is always ahead of us because they they approve stuff faster than the United States does. Why is that? Know, why is that? Because... Our FDA has really hardline standards. Like there's a medication that's been used in in uh, Italy for my disease, CRPS, that is is in, practically impossible to get here in the oh. states. 
Um, there are drugs that are available in Europe that are not available here in the States. Yeah. But that being said, some people, a lot of scientists and doctors themselves over in Europe actually appreciate that fact. So they'll say, you know, when this drug's approved by America, it's really been through. It's really approved. It's oh, been through a lot of... So there's a lot of um, faith in our system because we do. We are su super slow. Personally, I think that our system is traditionally too slow to help patients. I, right. And I do believe that we, we drag our feet a bit. But in this instance, it's interesting because where we are is kind of a... a well, it's not kind of. It really is different than where where Israel is. I mean, their numbers are amazing. I don't know, Easy. do you know that they, they've already vaccinated 9.3 million residents with a third dose? The third dose. I haven't heard that, no. Yeah, I mean, to me, that was one of the things that... Um, How long is the third dose supposed to be good for, though? Well, we don't know that for sure yet, but there's some indications that... What my hope is, is that the science proves out that... Our bodies can now create the antibodies when exposed, and we don't need any more. And oh, I think that's right. possible. When I was started working in the hospital, I was um, very when I first first started working in, in a hospital, which was years and years ago, back in 2005. One of, of course, the requirements is your vaccination schedule, and they sense. wanted me to be vaccinated against hepatitis B. And um, I had never had that vaccine. So, of course, I'm like, yeah, absolutely, because I want to work in the hospital. I need to. There are, there are guidelines, right? Right. So I get the two shots, and they go, and they draw blood a little while after that. And they're, what they're doing is drawing what's called a titer. And they wanted to see if my body was creating the right antibodies to fight Hep B. So what happened? I didn't convert. My levels weren't there. So they waited, and then they gave me a third dose, a booster dose, and then sent me back to the blood lab to have labs drop again wow. uh, a few weeks later. And sure enough, I had converted at that point. My titer was great and my body was protected by hep for hepatitis B. And I'm hoping that that's going to be what proves out with this with this vaccine. I'm hopeful, but I am no scientist well, I saw like a primary guys. doctor today asked about the booster shot. She didn't have any information at this time. And they said the flu shot wasn't available for a couple more weeks, but you said you can go to Walgreens. So I'm going to go to Walgreens. The flu shot's usually recommended closer to like the October, end of October. That's when you'll really start seeing the clinics start up. Some of them are starting to trickle in. Yeah, Walgreens, you get it there. So. At end of September, into mid-October or so is when we'll see the flu shots coming in. Like, I have to get it every year. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't it, use to, I've been to, getting I'll it be every honest. year since 05. I've had it three times since 05. I've had it every year now since oh, um, no, really? since 2013 because of what's what's wrong with me. Right. You have In the beginning, it was from things. the breast cancer, and now because of the small fiber neuropathy and the CRPS, wow. the flu, the simple flu could actually kill me. So people wow. around me being safe is important, which is why I get the flu shot religiously because right. I don't want to die from it. You, you know? don't want to make sense. Yeah. Like I said, I've had it three times since 05. So. Before that, I had never gotten the flu shot, so I'm all for it now. Maybe I should wait till the first week of October, you're saying? Yeah, when the clinics are going to open up, you know, yeah, there's Walgreens nothing wrong now. with going when, if, if that's what you want to do, go for it. Okay. You know, it's I, there's no harm in it. There's certainly no harm. If you want to go now, go now. You know, but as they start to open up, yeah, it's a great idea to get the flu vaccine because it helps to cut, you know. I know some people just get it every year. They feel like they're like flu magnets. It finds them every year yeah, right. until they start getting vaccinated. There's some people I know that don't believe any vaccines, so I don't bring it up anymore with them. So 
They're only going to yell at me back. I had a I had an argument with family about vaccination, and and it's hard because I want them to talk about just the medicine, just the doctors, the nurses, the hospitals, and they want to talk politics. Everything is politics. Oh, it's, it's not politics. People it, I know is just they don't want to get it, so I don't, I don't bring it up anymore. So. <laughs> I hope more people will will step up and get it. Now that we have hundreds of millions of people who have had the vaccination around the world. People aren't dropping for like flies. We're all still here. And our infection rates have gone down in areas that do have higher rates of, of vaccination. But areas of the United States right. where, the, where the vaccination is very low. Like Florida. Re- <laughs> Seriously, I was watching. This was interesting, Easy. You might get a kick, uh, not a kick, but interesting I found. I was watching um, a news excerpt from Fox Affiliate in Tampa Bay. And okay. Florida, they actually went to a Tampa Bay hospital and they were brought into the COVID unit and it was insanity in there. Like what I saw looked like mass casualty, looked like something I would see if there was like a busload of people that ran off a 93, you know? Yeah, but not it was, good. And there, all the staff were like in the hall. Everything was set up in the hall. All these, you know, changing bins and desks with the computers because they couldn't, the, the, the nurse it was just... There was no room. They had all these patients in oh, there. Like and the thing that scared me was that the very large percent of it was younger folks. Yes, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah. And that's the thing. This Delta variant is affecting younger people a lot worse than the original COVID vaccine, I mean, virus had. And that's scary. It, kiddos yeah, getting sick. Their little bodies can only take so much. You know, the, the FDA was talking about how you can't treat your babies like, or, or your young children like they're little adults. Like, you can't go and see and try and sneak and get your 10-year-old vaccinated because they're not little adults. They're very, very, very different. Like, um, when I was in EMS, one of the things that you they learn is that when kiddos are injured or sick, they'll do what's called decompensation very, very quickly. Adults, you can kind of see things going a little bit downhill and you're going to start doing things. But kiddos can look at you and seem like they're alert, great, and then in a second, they're just, they're out. They're out cold, they're ashen, they're not breathing right. It's super fast when it happens. Really? Yeah. And there are a lot of measures that doctors and nurses and EMS use for kiddos. What happens? What? What happens what? You said the kids, uh, what happens with the kids? When you mean with COVID? No, with anything. With anything? The thing about children is they're they're not little adults. Their little bodies work a lot differently than ours, and they react to illness and stressors differently than ours. Meaning, what I was tra- saying is that when they get sick, and things start to go south for them, health wise, right. it it tends to happen extraordinarily fast. Oh, I never had any children, so it's all and, and difficult to catch. <laughs> yeah, you know. There's, we're struggling so much to keep this down. We got to protect our kiddos. We got to remember that we're not quite there yet. The FDA is right to say, don't do that. Wait until we get the testing done correctly, which is what we're doing right now. How long will it take, you think? For the I think ones? it's possible that the vaccine could be um, figured out for kiddos by the end of this year. I, I really oh, wow. do have a strong faith in that i do believe that that's entirely plausible if it's a little after that so be it whatever we need to do to take our kiddos and make them okay. safe i think our, our i think this is our guest dave is that you 
This is me. How are you? Oh, wonderful. Dave Kindy. Is it Kindy or Kindy? Kindy. 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 How, oh. how it's pronounced. Okay. Thank you, for, thank you for your patience. We were going to try to do this by Skype so that, you know, if someone wanted to chime in on our phone line while we had you... Uh, on with us, uh, that would be possible. But Skype seems to have suddenly decided to update, and uh, so I appreciate your being patient with us, Dave. But the not a problem. There's some might say that I'm better suited for uh, um, uh, phone conversation than actual uh, <laughs> camera. Oh, <laughs> well, that's okay. The phone line, uh, the phone connection sounds great, so that's wonderful. Uh, Je- Jenny here, uh, my partner, uh, came across an article of yours uh, that we were, right. we were just discussing uh, at length, and I, I see you've got uh, a lot of great content, actually. Uh, you are a freelance journalist from Plymouth, Mass., correct? I write for Smithsonian and several other uh, uh, publications and websites as well, too. Yes, yes. Outstanding. And we were, um, you know, it's been a topic of discussion on this show quite a bit in fact we were talking about it uh while we were while i was trying to figure out the uh the uh, technical issues here uh we were discussing of course the article uh that uh that you had put up this is the one that caught uh jenny's eye about uh israeli study finds third shot provides significant boost in covid19 immunity and you know obviously since the start of the pandemic uh, that's been uh the pandemic itself has been a topic of of great discussion on this show and of course uh, we're very pro-vaccine on this show and, and very frustrated with all the anti-vaxxers and, and all that, uh, you know, because they are everywhere. But congratulations. I just saw something about Massachusetts uh, that your state is one of the top three now in the country for getting people vaccinated, more than two-thirds. of uh, Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, our state has done a, uh, an, an admirable job of getting people to uh, to sign up and get it done. There are still those that still don't want to get it done. But, um, you know, I think the, by and large, the majority of people are saying it's something we, you know, we need to do and, and uh, to protect ourselves. So, yeah, absolutely. And obviously, uh, places where they have the higher vaccination rates, they have lower rates of people going to the hospital and, and taking up uh, ICU beds and so forth. And you don't really hear about that being a problem in Massachusetts. So. Which is good. No, we've we've had uh, we've had our struggles. It has been difficult at times in Massachusetts, um, uh, especially when it you know we really got hit with the the second time around, and it really came in. Uh, the, the, a lot of emergency rooms were were bogged down with uh, um, with the people coming in with COVID nineteen. But uh, right now, it seems to be you know it seems things seem to be okay. So that's a, that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's also been, you know, in the news recently, a lot of talk about uh, boosters, and that's one of the things that made uh, your article uh, so interesting. Israel seems to have really gotten a hold of this, uh, I, I think, in terms of vaccines. They're using the Pfizer-BioNTech uh, vaccine, and um, they, uh, you know, and with anything else, because this is such a, uh, a changing of situation, everything's in flux. Uh, it's hard to know exactly how effective some of these vaccines are going to be down the road, and um, and, and which is kind of fed into, I think, some of the anti-vaxxer um, uh, concerns. It's like, you know, why are we doing this if, you know, they're not working? Well, you know, they are working. They may not be working completely you know, 99% or 100% effective, but uh, they are for the most part working. Um, except that they're finding now that with if they do a booster, the third shot, 
uh, they see the numbers drop even more dramatically. And, and I think this is where a lot of people get confused, and it's it's like they're saying, well, why can't we just skip it and go to the to the third shot? You can't. It's you know you, you, your first shot has a certain amount of uh, antibodies. Your second shot has even more antibodies, and your booster has different antibodies in it to kind of deal with some of these other threats that are coming up. Um, each one is different, and uh, they need to be taken in you know conjunction in in the prescribed manner, or they're they're not going to be as effective. And they're finding now that this new booster that they've got. They don't know how long it's going to be effective, and part of that, I think, is also because of how COVID-19 is evolving uh, as uh, as time goes on, and you see these new variants starting to come out that uh, uh, they just have to keep an eye on it and make sure that they're they're coming up with uh, uh, treatments that are going to be uh, successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jenny had had a conversation recently with her doctor about how it it may long term. Uh, tell me if I've got this right, Jenny. It it may in, in the long run turn out that the third booster you might be good for a really long time. At he that said point, that it's possible there's some early indications that there's antibodies being produced that they're seeing activity in in the bone marrow where cell production occurs, and that's what the the big hope is. So you know, I'm hoping that that's what proves out. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. You know the you know the, the studies that they've done, very short-term studies. They're just looking at what's happened since the booster's gone out. I mean, obviously, they can't do a long-term study to find out what the progression is going to be over um, you know the next several months or or years. But uh, at least we know now they're seeing like a seventy to eighty percent drop, eighty-four uh, percent drop over over three weeks if with the booster in in terms of uh, infection rates. So it's that's a extremely encouraging um, that, uh, that that they're on the right path and that we're moving towards something that's going to really um, <laughs> really be successful in the long term. So, Do you interact with a lot of people either online or, or just, you know, doing your work as a journalist? So, <laughs> do, do you interact? I, uh, I, I try not, I, I will <laughs> on occasion uh, discuss with people who comment on stories Usually, if it's like a <laughs> a favorable comment about it, or they have a you know legitimate question, I will respond. But yeah. some of the people that come up with uh, you know, uh, <laughs> if you don't mind the, me the, saying the so, some of the I, are... <laughs> I, I have a, a I have a philosophy with trolls, uh, uh, online trolls, that I basically ignore them. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. They're only feeding into their into what they want you to do to their reaction. So yeah. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. 
I couldn't help but notice that uh, a few of those came out of the woodwork in the uh, Plymouth group there. <laughs> we have uh, we we do, even goodness. though we have a strong vaccination rate, we do have a certain population where people are saying they're not going to get it. They don't believe in it. They, I know. Uh, they I think sadly have conspiracy. people back home too. Um, you know, uh, we've heard these arguments before. We've heard them with the. Uh, perhaps not as much, but when you go even go back to the sock vaccine, um, uh, you, and you look at that, that was still that was unproven at the time. Uh, I mean, there was good study results showing that that it was successful, but people were still uh, still frightened by you know what was you know what would yeah. this do to me you know the vaccine. However, in that respect, they were more frightened by what was polio going to do with mm-hmm. me. We forget in like in the, the early to mid fifties, that was a, a, a terrible prospect. There were so many pe- people were scared to death that they might get uh, uh, polio that I think that they really welcomed the, uh, it, it, it didn't become a political issue like the, uh, uh, the uh, COVID-19 vaccine has, uh, has become. It's, um, you know, I think that's in my mind, I think it's more of a, uh, a mirror of the polarization that's going on within the country right now in terms of uh, uh, political um, uh, feelings uh, mm-hmm. that some people feel strongly one way or the other about how, which direction the country should go. And they latch on to certain elements uh, to as uh, as a, a wedge tool, if you will, to, uh, to to make a point. And and unfortunately, this I feel anyways, that this is a, a very serious problem that um, really shouldn't be a wedge yeah absolutely i feel like we've reached a point and you know and i've, I've said this to jenny actually uh, very recently for for a specific reason but i feel like we've reached a point where ideology is is more important to people than absolutely anything else it's more important to people than public health or protecting their family and their friends and other people in the community it's uh Ideology is uh, Trump's uh, pun, somewhat intended. Uh, Trump's everything else. It's it's really incredible, yeah. and I don't think I've seen it this bad in my lifetime. It's you're, I, I agree with you. I think that's that's correct. It, it, it's funny. There was a neighbor I was talking to uh, uh, about a week ago, and she was com- her son is an anti-vaxxer and absolutely adamantly refuses to get the uh, to get the the, the vaccine. And, uh, you know, and he was listing, you know, all these and most of it is misrepresentation of the uh, of the news that's out there or the data, the facts uh, as they are coming out that, you know, they you know, they're saying there's all these people dying from the from the vaccine, which is not true. Right. Uh, there's all these reactions. There are there are reactions to uh, to the vaccine, but they are so infinitesimally small mm-hmm. when you start to study the, uh, the data. Um, I mean, there's you're going to have more people dying from uh, from a dose of aspirin than you probably will from you know any, you know anything related to the COVID vaccine. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, and in situation. truth, you can take any aspirin drug badly. Has the potential <laughs> to affect some people in a negative way. I mean, you just you just you just never know. That's the way we're constructed. We are not all the same. Um, biologically, we have you know ninety nine nine ninety nine point nine percent of us were you know very similar. Uh, but there's always that 0.1% that can interact differently with uh, some medication and, and, and cause a problem. So, I'm yeah. one of those people. I'm one in a million. I had an unusual <laughs> reaction to tamoxifen, 
and it affected my eyesight. I have tamoxifen retinopathy, and it also affected my hearing. I've lost hearing from a medication. Wow. Doesn't happen. You never hear about it, but right, it happens. Yeah, for real. It That's does normal. Happen. Yeah. But it's so frustrating, too, that, and obviously, Dave, I assume as a journalist, you're probably more frustrated than anyone when you see, as I think you referred to, all the misinformation, all the disinformation, all the, all, all these strange narratives that are out there in media. And uh, it's, you know, and, and what, what is so galling to me is people would rather, you know, you hear all this, I did my own research or whatever. Well, have a conversation with your doctor, see what he or she says about it, you know, and, but, but that's when I'm talking to, and I've somewhat given up, but when I, when I talk to anti-vaxxers, you know, it's like if an anti-vaxxer says to me, well, I had a conversation with my doctor and my doctor doesn't feel this is right for me because of X, Y, and Z, I got no beef. But yeah. but most people, the vast majority of people I've interacted with, if I say to them, well, what does your doctor say? They say, oh, no, I did my own research. I didn't ask my doctor. And I know damn well the real reason they won't admit it, but the real reason they won't ask their doctor is because their doctor is going to tell them something they don't want to hear because the doctor right. is going to say, yeah, dummy, of course you should get vaccinated. There's a freaking pandemic. What's the matter? I mean, the doctor is not going to put it that way, but that's what they're going to be thinking. They're going to put it much more kindly. But but again, ideology is so much more important to these people, even more important than what their own doctor thinks. It's it's incredible. Yeah. You know, the, like the, the example I was giving earlier about the, the, this woman I know and her son not wanting to get the vaccines and so forth. And they, you know, they were having this big argument back and forth and she came back with him. And so, so tell me when you were in your twenties and you were taking all those drugs, uh, did you question the, the safeness of those, uh, of those illicit drugs at the time you were taking, taking them? And, uh, you know, it's, it's point is made is it's like, we do things all the time that are questionable to our health. Like we're told smoking is no good for you. Uh, overeating is no good for you. Uh, lack of exercise is no good for you. Too much sun is, is, is no good for you. Too mm -hmm. much, too much oxygen is no, is no good for you. Look at the poor, the uh, look at the poor people in uh, Apollo. What was it? Apollo uh, two second that uh, um, uh, when the, the spacecraft blew up because they were pumping in a hundred percent, oxygen into it during the test and and uh, there was a spark and and uh, it ignited so you do have to be careful there's no doubt about it that you know you do have to be careful but the science is with the the covid 19 vaccination and and as you said this is really something people should make the decision based upon a conversation with their with their doctor mm -hmm. some people it may not be right for as you said because you know they have other health concerns uh, or other problems that may preclude this. Uh, and, they, and, and therefore, they need to be careful and probably should not be going outside uh, and, and meeting with people because they're, they're really putting themselves at risk. Yeah, yeah. Are there, is, is there anything that you have found that you're able to say to someone that, that is uh, maybe somewhat persuasive? Or, or do you feel that, uh, I mean, hopefully you're not as cynical about it as I am. I've, I've, I've said it on the show many times. I've just kind of given up on trying to convince anybody. But is, is there anything that you have found that you've been able to say to someone that's useful or helpful, maybe? Not really. Most yeah. of the times I just say, look at the real facts. Don't go by what you read on Facebook uh, or social media or what somebody tells you, uh, yeah. because that's all 
hearsay. None of that is go to the experts, read the studies, um, go. Uh, I mean, and it's easy enough to do be, because what I do now with Smithsonian, where I'm writing about often a lot about studies, uh, I can go to the actual research mm-hmm. uh, that has been published at a peer-reviewed journal and look <laughs> at what the what the scientists are saying in their uh, in their study and uh, and look at the the the, uh, the statistics that they're presenting. This is not from somebody, some political hack or, or someone who has a, uh, an agenda or you know just looking to make you know making a make a point for whatever reason. This is objective serious, studied medical details that say this is what's going on. And it's surprising when you when you start to look at some of this stuff, um, what the dangers are and, and, and how people are, are, you know, tend to ignore them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the thing that, that's the thing that's mind boggling to me so much is that no one's listening to their own providers. Like I, I've, I have 12 yeah. different providers. Every one of them has been vaccinated. One yeah. of them told me that they they got their twelve year old vaccinated as soon as it was eligible because they they didn't want their own child to to pass away or to get severely sick with COVID end up with lifetime complications. But when you try and get people to just talk to the doctors, the scientists, trust that, stop it with the talking heads on every media, ABC, NBC, whatever, and just look at the doctors. I, it's like they think the entire medical system is under some kind of vast conspiracy to to you know chip you for the coming Armageddon. I mean, that's what I end up feeling like. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and you know, uh, the, the the conspiracy theories are um, they're they're rampant. And you know, to that I usually say. I just don't think there's enough smart people in government to be able to pull that off. Right. So. <laughs> right. I think we're watching Darwin happen in real life. What about people outside of government though? You don't think you don't you don't think maybe George Soros is trying to get everyone uh, microchipped so Bill Gates can kidnap us or something? Uh, you, They've already done it with their cell phones. That's so a great, what's the point? That's that's a great point. Who was it? There was a, a Republican governor uh, I think it was Jim Justice of is, is it Virginia or West Virginia? Jim Justice, who said something about uh, who's who's been very pro vaccine uh, because some of these Republican governors are horrid. But Jim Justice yeah. uh, said something the other day. He's like, "Y'all got a damn cell phone? What's the matter with you? No one, you know, <laughs> trying to get people to get past these." But weird... wait, there's more. Exactly. These days, your exactly. phone. They know where you are twenty four seven. They have yeah. no Seriously. tracking us down. It's in your car too. There's a tracker in your car. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You got GPS in your car. There you go. Yeah. If you got GPS on anything, in fact, some of the even inexpensive smartwatches now come with GPS. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to to some of the people who still are, are, you know, uh, on the fence or, you know, really saying, you know, I, I don't trust the vaccine. Listen to the people who who said that before and then got COVID-19 and Mm -hmm. what they're saying now. Um, and some of the, there's, there's cases, you know, doc, well-documented cases of people who've died from it. And what they're like, their dying breath was don't do what I do. Get the, did get the vaccine because it will save your life. That's just a vast conspiracy of the medical system lying to you (laughs) as they bag more patients than they ever have in their entire life. That, I mean, people don't understand what's going on in the medical community. It's just, we're killing our medical staff. Oh yeah, you really are. 
that's one of the things that makes me the most upset is, uh, you know, just seeing the, the way uh, people who work in medicine in this country, what they've gone through with this pandemic. Yeah. And, and they thought, you know, they thought when the vaccines rolled out, they were going to finally get a break and things were going to get better. And obviously, in some parts of the country, maybe maybe in most parts of the country, things have improved. But but there's still obviously areas of the country where, uh, you know, I've, I've been reading about how in Mississippi, the healthcare system is close to just completely collapsing because ICU beds are full. And, you know, if you have a heart attack and you're, you go to the emergency room, you might get turned away. I mean, it's incredible. It's like uh, like we're living in a third world yeah. country in, in some parts. That's kind of, you know, I, I've heard the argument. It's like, well, if they don't want the vaccines, let them, <laughs> let them all die. And it's just like, well, it's not that easy. I mean, first, from a compassion humanity standpoint, that's not really an you know, uh, a great way to look at things. But also, as you said, the, the, you know, if that happens, if you get a pandemic coming through, like, and it, it reaches the levels that are beyond um, uh, capacity for the medical system to deal with it, and, and the medical system collapses, what happens to us? Like, if, you know, mm -hmm. if you, you know, cut yourself, or you get an infection, or you, um, you know, uh, you have a heart attack, as you said, uh, you may not be able to get service because they don't have the ability to do it. The medical system has collapsed. Yeah, absolutely. Tampa Bay. Um, there, I was actually surprised it was it was a Fox affiliate in Tampa Bay. Just went into the COVID unit, and we're we're showing it, it's horrible. They're falling apart now. Yeah, they're on the verge yeah. of collapse right now. Yep, yep, and yeah. and, and it's amazing. It is, it's sad. You know, it's 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 funny. Um, it, it totally, it's related, but it's unrelated. I just interviewed Nathaniel Philbrick uh, about uh, for an article that'll be up this week on Smithsonian about his new book, Travels with George, and you know, does George Washington's legacy still still matter? He retraces George Washington's trip uh, in 1789 as the president, where he goes to visit each and every state. Um, as they're, as they're now that the Constitution is passed and they're getting ready to uh, ready to, to to form a new government, and um, the, the the issue that was which surprised me as I was reading it, and I as I said I interviewed Philbrick about it, was how divided the country was back then. Mm. Almost mirrors what's going on today: the Federalists versus the Anti-Federalists back then, Republicans versus the Democrats uh, now. And Washington, who was kind of a middle of the roader, just basically went out and told everybody, look, you know, we're all different. We all have different views. You just kind of got to put aside your views and realize what's best for the country. Do what you think is, you know, you have to compromise and do what's best to help this country get established and to continue. Or, we're, or, or this uh, experiment in democracy is going to fail. Mm-hmm. You know what's really sad is is this country used to be good at things like that, you know? In World yeah. War II, people were collecting tin to deliver. People, Women went to work. Um, you know, people had victory gardens in their front yards to feed each other. Here we are in the midst of a pandemic, and we couldn't even get people to stay home. Now we can't even get them to, you know, keep their uh, sputum to themselves. It's heartbreaking in a sense because I feel like we've lost a community that we used to have before everybody yeah. stuck their head into a computer. Yeah, yeah. It, there's been a breakdown, you know. I think in 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 that regard. I mean, there's always been political divisions. I mean, you look at the American Civil War. I mean, that was the, the ultimate break.
breakdown in in um, uh, the political process and in not being able to negotiate or accommodate, you know, other viewpoints. Um, you, you you never want to see it, even during like World War II. Um, you, you know, surprisingly, you know, we have I think we have this gilded vision of what that was all about, where we look back, oh, the greatest generation is like, well, if you were white and male, you pretty, you know, yeah, it was pretty good for you. But if you were anything else, uh, it was not. But everybody was able to, at that moment, put aside their differences. Um, you know, uh, African-American, uh, Asian-American, well, for, there, there's, there, there were always issues. But you, you take a look at that, for example, how the Asian-Americans were, were treated in World War II with putting into confinement camps. And, and yet... The, the bravest unit in the U.S. Army was the Nisai Division. The 442nd Regimental Combat Team got the most medals of any because they, these guys had to prove to the rest of the country, we are Americans. We may look like we're Asians, mm-hmm. but we are Americans. And, you know, they, they went out there and they showed what they were worth. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I noticed that you uh, you have an article, too, up about the new uh, vaccine mandates. Uh Yes. Uh, that will affect, uh, says here, will affect more than 80 million American workers. Um, what do you think? I, I, do you think this will work? I mean, I'm hopeful. I, but... I I think it will work in the long run. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, opposition to it. Um, you know, that sounds like there's going to be court challenges and uh, all along the line as people, you know, argue about personal freedoms. But, you know, it's like, when they went out with the sock vaccine, um, and, and I don't know how they, you know, they uh, for polio, I don't know how they they implemented that if they said everybody has to have it. But you know, people, as they you know, really thronged to, to to when they the vaccines were available, people went and got the shots because nobody wanted to get polio. That was a fate worse than worse than death. And um, and, and I think had... in the long term, I think. This will this will help that, you know, uh, people will eventually start coming around. Um, you know, you hate to see the government step in as much as it, it, it has had to. But I don't think they've really had a had a choice. I mean, you, know, I you get this many people resisting. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a difficulty. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I you know what, too, about this? It's funny. This didn't occur to me until just now. I think this might be helpful in that obviously there's going to be a lot of resistance to it. A lot of people are going to be very, very angry. But there might also be a certain sect of people, of people who project an anti-vaxxer attitude because they're conservative and they're, that's just where they are ideologically. There might be some of those people who, while they won't admit it to their friends and their peers and whomever, their, their fellow anti-vaxxers, they might actually find themselves in a position where in order to keep their job, they have to get vaccinated and they know deep down it's the better option and now they have an excuse mm-hmm. to do it. Now they can say to their anti-vaxxer friends, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, in, I'm like you guys. I don't believe in science either but i had to do this to keep my job so i didn't have a choice and and in reality you know deep down they might be relieved they they found an excuse where they had to do it and so this might actually you help. may be right yeah i saw it, i know it, someone it that serve did that. A, I, that's a good point i hadn't considered that and, and that may actually help out um with a lot of people is just like they can just say i didn't have a choice i had to get it there was a young person i was talking to here in new hampshire that's a, a freshman college student that said oh no no i only got it because i had to because you can't go on campus without it. Right. Oh, no, I only got it because I had to. 
and 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 I wondered in that moment. Now that we've had this little discussion, I do. I wonder if that wasn't the case. Yeah, because I I feel that so much of ideology is based on uh, you know, and and if you haven't figured it out, Dave, I, I I'm very uh, I think ideo- ideology in and of itself can be very toxic because I'm I'm skeptical of groupthink in general and so forth. And I I think so much of ideology is based on peer pressure. You know, I want to fit in with all my friends. Oh, I don't know anything mm-hmm. about this mm-hmm. particular issue, but all my friends think this, so I guess that's what I'll think too. And I think that people fall into this thing where they abdicate any real responsibility or interest, frankly, in thinking for themselves. So there might be some people who, you know, they're surrounded by anti-vaxxers and they feel that peer pressure. I Well, I have to be an anti-vaxxer. I don't want my friends to think I'm, you know, uh, not as patriotic as they are because I'm concerned about COVID. So I have to also be a COVID denier or whatever it is. And I think if people are forced into a position where their livelihood is at stake, and by the way, those same people will tell you they believe in the right of free association, right? Well, okay, so right. your employer now says you have to get vaccinated to work here. If you truly believe yeah. in the right of free association, you shouldn't have any problem with that. And you should say, okay, well, if I don't want to get vaccinated, I guess I'll go find another job where it's and not I, required. I don't want to lose sight of the fact that the other option is to simply agree to get tested. That's all. That's no one's literally going to hold a gun to your head and say, you have to have this. You can choose to be yeah. tested. Mm-hmm. Just like right. people who chose to get the swine flu vaccination and those it didn't in the early portion of the time in the, in the medical community, some had to wear an N95 mask, some didn't, you know, it was because yeah. it, it was the unknown. The thing that I'm afraid of in all of this is that we, we've lost sight of what's really going on. Now we're seeing an uptick of kids. Delta is hitting children worse. Mm-hmm. Do we have to get to a level where mu variation comes in? And we have reminiscent of the years of polio where they had an entire unit of iron lungs with children in them in order for them to just breathe. Is that what we're going to have to have, a child-filled COVID unit in order for people to understand that we, the adults, need to step up and protect our kiddos? Yeah. Well, as I like to say, we live in America. We don't act, we react. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it unfortunately, it may take something like that to, to, uh, to, to get, uh, to get us to where we need to be. Um, sadly, there's, you know, there's so many different political issues right now uh, out there that uh, really deserve compromise and, and serious talk about, and, and, ter- and so that we can we can deal with some of these things. Um, but uh, it, it's probably not going to be until there's a, a disaster or uh, you know a major uh, breakout of uh, of illness or something that that will finally convince people that yes we need to do something and you know we can't sit on the sidelines and mm. just you know. But is that going to be too little too late? Thumbs. Is that going to end up being too little too late? We know the vaccine yeah. works against the Delta virus, a variant. Yeah. We know from early right now they're thinking that the, the mu virus isn't as effective, I mean, that the vaccine doesn't hold up as much. Don't know yet it's new, but if that happens, if a variant comes through that the vaccine doesn't work on, yep, this were. is insanity. We right now in this moment know that our country is covered in the Delta variant and we can stop it in its tracks with vaccinations right now. But if we wait too yeah. long and we go there, it'll be, it might be too little too late. It might be we don't have whatever variant it is a capability to defeat it. Yeah, that's kind of the nightmare scenario. 
I'll give you a little example of uh, something here in, in my community here in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Uh, we have a, an old bridge here, uh, dates back to the 19th century, that needs, needs work and it needs to be replaced. And they, the neighbors are insisting that they want it to, you know, whatever goes in, they want it to be similar. It's a one-lane bridge. They want it to be similar to what it was before. The town wants to come in and says, well, you know, we've got state requirements. It says we have to do build it such and such a way. We can't do exactly what, what you want. And uh, they've been arguing this back and forth for a couple of years now. And, and uh, earlier this summer, they uh, they did a reassessment of the data that had, has been pulled over the last few years of the safety of the bridge, and they they claim the the the, uh, the the engineers claim that whoever was doing the earlier calculations had was using the wrong framework, and by using the correct framework, they now determined that the bridge is unsafe for vehicular traffic. And they've closed the bridge to, to uh, allowing vehicles to travel over it. And, of course, the neighbors are saying, you know, this is all a ploy. They're just doing this because they want get, to get the new bridge built and so forth. And, and somebody asked me about it when I was reporting on, uh, on the story. You know, what did I think? I said, hey, if a safety expert tells me that that bridge is unsafe, I'm listening to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when your house is on fire and the fire truck can't go over it, you want to really yeah. wish that you had fixed that bridge. When I, I seriously, yeah. that happened to me where I was on EMS calls that the ambulance and the fire truck couldn't go there. They had to use like a four wheeler or something else to bring the patient to the ambulance. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning. And you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Yeah. Because the bridge was too weak to handle that load. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, yep. they're the heavy. Same thing is like, you know, I'm, I'm listening... <laughs> With the vaccine vaccinations, I'm listening to the experts. Um, and, and if you read the research, if you go to the people, to and it's posted online, it's done, in, it's in research journals. If you have any questions at all, go see what the the researchers are saying. Don't listen to the politicians. Right. Read what the scientists are saying and go by what they're saying, and then and they'll give you the exact data. If you go to the CDC website. They have a section which details all of the interactions that have been reported to them um, since the vaccine started. You know, people are going to say, oh, they're lying. You know, they don't put in all the stuff. You know, I heard that there's 100,000 people have died uh, just from getting the injection, which is not true. No one's died from getting the getting the injection. Yeah. Uh, but there are people who've had reactions, as we discussed earlier, and they detail them and show you, 
you know, like 0.0001% of people, you know, will develop this reaction or mm-hmm. that reaction or something like that. Um, by and large, most people are, you know, are safe if they take the vaccine. Is it 100%? There's still, that's still up to, to, to um, uh, uh, up for discussion. And is it looking like the, as we we're just discussing here, that no, the, the, it's, you know, it, it doesn't provide full immunity yet. And maybe nothing will. We don't know. But it gives yeah. you a tool to, to, to deal with this. And if you it's do have to get vaccinated to and then take, and then take the, and then get COVID-19, the odds are you're going to recover. Right, right. You know what maddens me about it is they all, all these people, these backyard, whatever, medical professionals that Googled this stuff have what medications in their medicine cabinet? How much do you know about your yeah. metformin? What is the long-term exactly. risk factors to being on ketamine infusions? How much does yeah. it, how much um, hydrocortisoside is safe and does it have any long-term ramifications? It's a very widely used high blood pressure medication. It, most exactly. people have no clue. Do you know that if you swallow your toothpaste, you can actually make yourself pretty sick? Mm. You know, it's not yeah. a good idea to swallow toothpaste, but people do it. And guess why we know people get sick? Because they do it and get sick. Well, I, well, well, Jenny, in, in, in my defense, I did my own research. I did my own research that said I could swallow toothpaste and it was fine. So, you know. Wait a minute, Maddie. Do you know the long-term ramification of using that singular inhaler you use every morning to breathe? I, are you certain I, that you are messing up God's perfect breathing system? That's, that's right. <laughs> well, I was throw up, Matt. I got to get going. Oh, easy GS. You, have, okay. you woke up. <laughs> we, we have a... We have, uh, we have Good morning, Easy. I love you. We have a third person here, Dave, but uh, but he's leaving. Yeah. But uh, but he was napping in yeah. the studio. Yeah. Let's just face facts. Yeah, but I gotta get going there. <laughs> That's all right. But uh, Dave, listen, we'll we'll let you uh, we'll let you get going as well in a moment. You've been very generous with your time today, and we appreciate it. We're at the, the my top, pleasure. We're at the top of the hour, so we need to get to a break anyway. But thank you so much for uh, for spending this time with us. I, I hope to do this again. And um, okay, great. And and thank you for your patience with our technical uh, kerfuffles at the <laughs> at the top there. Scott, I was just afraid it was me. Technology and me sometimes don't always work out too well. So. No, it's it's Skype is uh, Skype is wonky, but uh, no, this worked out fine. Before you go, Dave, anything you want us to know about where to find your work? Obviously, you're published at uh, SmithsonianMag.com. Yeah, Smithsonian. If you Google uh, Kindy Smithsonian, you'll come up with a uh, a long list of articles that I've I've written for them. Uh, over the last couple of years, uh, I, I'm also a, a, I'm a history nerd, so I also write about uh, a lot about military history and, and things like that uh, for um, a d- bunch of different publications. So if you type in Dave Kindy, you'll probably find more than you ever wanted to know about me. So. <laughs> Score one for the home team for me. I was so happy to meet you. We have very intelligent people where I come from. Thank you. <laughs> you know, so I, this has been awesome. I am so glad you came on, and I, I'm certainly looking forward to you coming back. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to, anytime. Absolutely, we'll be in touch. All right, Dave Kindy, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you, you too. You bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, that was Dave Kindy, his first time on the show, and yeah, we'll definitely do that again in the future. That was wonderful. I really enjoyed uh, speaking Great with guy. Him. Yeah. Abs- right? Absolutely. I, I find the winners. See, I yes. am very good yes. at finding good people. I was really one of, like I said, the, one of the things that attracted to me to his writing, and if you look at his other articles, you'll see it. Everything is sourced. It's sourced. It's not his opinion out of the pie sky. I pulled it out. Here it is. 
like all the most of the political pundits or what have you. I like the science in it. I like the meat and potatoes in there that says this is why this works. Not because it's my opinion, but because it's proved out in science. That's what really got me so excited about his writing. And and I'm yeah. serious. And you know, I'm such a into the genetics and the history nerd stuff. So there was that too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I forgot. I shall have to tell him that I actually have ancestors in in a skeleton lake. He could appreciate that. Skeleton Lake. It's an amazing archaeological find that um, encompassed so many bodies that died in that area, humans from very, very long time ago. And I genetically match four of them as um, I'm a descendant from. I guess oh. there were some of them didn't die, you know. No. The rest of the family right. got to take off. But right, right. I guess there's maybe some like great, 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 great cousins. Oh. Well, very good. Yeah. All right. Well, we need to get to a break, and uh, we'll play a little something, show some love to our sponsors, and then we'll be back with hour number two. I did see a lot of great uh, comments in the Facebook live chat, so we do want to address uh, some of those uh, regarding the discussion we were just having with Dave Kindy. But uh, so we will be back shortly. Don't go anywhere. More Matt Connerton Unleashed coming up. everybody we are well in our number two numero dos of matt connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of wmnh 95.3 fm in downtown manchester new hampshire also on comcast 97 if you're in manchester streaming at wmnhradio.org and on the facebook on the matt connerton unleashed facebook page and of course you can always go to my website mattconnerton.com for all of your live streaming options and social media links and contact info and show archives etc etc hello to our friends at raw talk online and tomorrow radio today is monday september 13th 2021 jenny's here as well at the news desk Shalom. And of course, uh, I do want to remind you, we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot. Don't go there today. Monday and Tuesday is their weekend, but they are open Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, Thursday nights, of course, they have uh, trivia with, uh, oh my God, his name escapes me now. Bill. Bill Cini. Aha. Thank you. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Bill Cini. Uh, And then, of course, Friday nights, our friend Grant Lampton performs live there. Uh, Grant Lampton will be here tomorrow as his normal self, uh, to put it uh, one way. Mike Sutterth, of course, he comes in every Tuesday for his Tweakonomics segment. But on Friday nights. I wonder if he ever mixes himself up. I don't know. I don't know. It's quite possible. On Friday nights, he transforms into Grant Lampton and performs live at the Hopknot doing a residency there Fridays from 7 to 9 p.m. With his dulcet tones? Yes, yes. Ah, see, I got one. You did, yes. Mm. Uh, Thank you again to our new friend Dave Kindy from Plymouth, Mass. A great journalist. You can find his work uh, several places, but uh, particularly at smithsonianmag.com. And uh, so we really enjoyed talking with him. Uh, He's from uh, Jenny's hometown there. Yes, we have smart people. That's right, that's right. Well, when I lived there way back when, it was the Plymouth Carver 
school district. Ah, yes. So we were one. Ah. So we we'll, were one. We'll have uh, we'll have Dave on again soon. I'm sure that was uh, that was wonderful. He's I really excellent. He's an excellent journalist. Really enjoyed that discussion with him. Yeah, and, and it's it, refreshing to see that kind of journalism. I love it. Yes, yes. Um, let me uh, give the numbers uh, 603-250-6007 if you would like to uh, join us live 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And of course, you can always interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do is give us a call at 603-250-6007. Uh, let's see. We'll uh, say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Jenny, of course, you're in there. I'm everywhere. Uh, Wayne Noel, who is a top fan from Michigan, says afternoon all. Uh, Miriam Banish also in the chat room. Hello, Miriam. Uh, Tom Blanchard says hi, guys. Uh, our old friend uh, Johnny Dingleberry, who shows up once in a while in the chat, uh, is in, in all caps, and I'll do the best I can with this. Uh, Johnny, really? jo Johnny writes... Who wants to talk to me, Margot? Okay, I can't even. It's in all caps, though. So whatever he's saying, he means it. I don't like him. Well, he, I'm sure he's, he's a nice guy. He's yelling at my peeps. He seems a bit intense. He's yelling at my peeps. I don't like him no more. Mm -hmm. Be gone. Uh, Tom Blanchard says, great weekend, but sad at the same time. Raised a bunch of money for Tunnels to Towers Foundation. Oh, very good. Tunnels to Towers. Outstanding. Good work, Tom. I know Tom does a lot for uh, a charity and, and th these events, and I think that's wonderful. Big time. Uh, Miriam Banish enjoyed uh, EZG's new glasses. Eric had to leave, actually. He was not able to stay. He was only here for the first hour. I actually forgot he was coming in. I noticed that because I said, <laughs> who's coming in today, Maddie? I was like, oh, that's I right. No one. Apparently. Unless it involves an entertainment report, it just falls out of my mind. Apparently. Yes. Booey on you. Uh, but Miriam likes uh, Eric's new glasses. I thought they were rather smart. I like them. Uh, Melanie La Liberty from the great state of Vermont says, and again, a lot of these comments are in relation to the discussion we were just having with Dave Kindy. Uh, Melanie says, isn't there a danger or concern if the booster is given too soon? Well, that's one of the things that they've been trying to figure out is, um, you know, should it be five months, six months, eight months? I think in Israel they're doing six months. I know it's eight months here. I've discussed it with my own doctor. Yeah. It is so uh, when my time comes, which will be around December, that's when I will get my third Pfizer vaccination. Yes, yes. Um, Melanie says, I may be mixing up information in my head. Hard to keep it straight lately. Oh, absolutely. My soul sister. Oh, why is that? I can't keep things straight in my head either. Uh, I, mean, I you know, see. It just, you know, happens. Right, yeah. right. Uh, Mike Palapita joins us in the chat. Mike, of course, from another one of our wonderful sponsors here at WMNH, Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Big supporters of all the shows here and of the station, so we appreciate Mike very much. Uh, Miriam says, are there special qualifications for getting a third, the booster, and can, can people get a third Moderna or get a Pfizer as a third after full Moderna vaccination. I think that from what I've read, um, it's it's going to be Pfizer is apparently going to be the ones who are able to handle the third well, no, the booster, it, I think. Because, Pfizer, Pfizer is ready. Pfizer is ready to hit the yeah. government's deadline. So if you received Pfizer, then it's Pfizer that you should be getting boosted with. 
if you received Moderna, they may be a little bit slower, but that's good. They're going to be coming out with it too. Then if you got Moderna, you get a Moderna vaccination. One thing the United States is doing a little differently than others is that they're not mixed matching the vaccinations. Yes. Um, they're, you know, the recommendation is to stick with the brand and the, and the vaccine that you have gotten um, all the way through. So if you're not sure whether or not you should get a booster, check with your physician and run it by them. They, they're fully prepared to give you all the answers on this and make sure that you get it. I know that they're seriously recommending it for people who are immunocompromised and older folks. Yeah. Yeah. I do believe. Um, let's see. Oh, Melanie says, you know, we were talking with Dave about people who uh, refuse to get vaccinated. Melanie says, I find it's mostly BS as far as why they won't get vaccinated. Well, like I always say, you know, like I was saying uh, to Dave on the phone, it's 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 all about ideology. It's uh, they think that uh, they're owning the libs, you know. And by the way, it's, you know, there's been several stories. Howard Stern was talking about it because Howard. So I listened to, you know, I didn't hear the live show because I'm not up that early, but I was listening to the replay of Howard and he was getting very political today. The most political I've ever heard him because it's never been something he does, but uh, you know, but he was more of a boob guy. Yeah. But present circumstances have uh, uh, pushed him uh, to be more uh, political. And you know, he's obviously very pro vaccine and is concerned about COVID and which in, in the current society, apparently that makes you a liberal. Um, not that there aren't Republicans who are pro-vaccine and concerned about COVID. There are, there certainly are like our governor, for example, but, but, uh, you know, but he ends up making his fellow Republicans angry at him for believing in science and all that. So, so you're basically, you're, you're considered a liberal, I guess, if you believe in science and you're, you're concerned about COVID and, and you're a pro, uh, you're a pro-vaxxer. But, uh, you know, so Howard was um, Howard got quite a bit of attention in the media, apparently, uh, because of things that he said on yesterday's show. So he was talking about that on today's show. And, you know, and he was talking about some of the hate emails that he gets, people calling him a liberal and all this. And and uh, and that's that's really. But you know what he said uh, today on the show? And it kind of resonated with me just the way that he said it. He was saying um, I'd never heard him put it quite this way. You know, well, he was talking about uh, he was talking about some of these. There's actually several now, like regionally syndicated or local uh, to their area conservative talk radio hosts who, you know, they go on their shows and they spread their anti-vax message and yeah, that COVID's a hoax. Yeah. So there's actually several of them now that have ended up in hospitals yeah. on ventilators. And, and I think at least two of them have died. Oh, yeah. Of COVID. Yep. And, you know, and Howard and Robin were having this discussion about how, I think this was on yesterday's show, actually. Um, or, I'm sorry, no, yesterday was Sunday. But it was, I was hearing the replay. We were hearing the replay. Yeah, from, Robin uh, is my from, soul from sister, the, From too. the previous week, absolutely. You know, and they were Breast talking about how, survivor. they were talking about how it's a little hard to work up compassion and empathy for yeah. these for these guys, these conservative hosts who go out and spread this anti-vax COVID denier message. And then they end up dead. You know, you kind of feel on the one hand, you know, as a person of empathy and compassion, you know, you're certainly not going to revel in what happened to them. But at the same time, it's hard to really feel badly for them either. It's like because not only did they make their choice to die ultimately, but what about all the idiots who listened to them who they took with them? Because or all the poor saps that got within vicinity of them while they were ha 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 in it up at, at some restaurant because or 
going into some store. Because that's the other thing that's ticking me off about these people. One thing, you don't want to get vaccinated, but then you get all mouthy over wearing a mask. You know what? Mm-hmm. Not gonna, if you, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You don't want to get the vaccine? Wear your damn mask. It's not okay. You know, that's what's killing me, Maddie. All these kiddos, we have a wicked uptick about ba- of young ones in hospitals right now. We yeah. li- really seriously have young ones in the hospitals right now. This variant, the Delta one, is hitting them a lot harder. Yeah. What are we going to do? Have one that kills them inside of two days before people give a care? Wear a mask if you're not going to get vaccinated and stay the heck, you know, just don't. You uh, go out unvaccinated, you pass this stuff along. How do you know how many people you might have killed on the way? Yep. Seriously, I will say that. Yeah. I'm done with people going, you shouldn't say that. It makes me feel bad. Good. I hope it does make you feel bad. Yeah. You might kill somebody's kid. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yep. Don't want to get a vaccine? Wear a stupid mask. Yep. And keep your spittle germs to yourselves. I go right there with you, Maddie. I got no more pity. I got no, no more no. pity. Fresh out. Fresh keep, out. But, but here's my problem, Maddie. I'm to the point where I want these people to stay the hell out of the hospitals, too. Uh, Howard don't How, want them to do it. Howard said that too. He actually, really? he, he said something to that effect. He said basically, if you've made a choice to get sick and die, stay home and, and get die. sick and die. Yeah. Exactly, stay home and die. Why should I have to waste <laughs> an ICU bed on you? Yep. And then the person who was having a heart attack and could have been saved dies waiting for an ICU bed because you're ignorant. But is in that bed. Yep. Taking up care and nurses and doctors. Yeah. Who, you know what, don't want to deal with you either. They can't say it. They can't say it. But if you give crap to them, they bring it home to their own families. Yep. One of my friends is a nurse who's ready to just lose her mind. She made another bedroom in her house for herself, a den. So she wouldn't bring home the COVID and make her own family sick. Her own kids, her Mm -hmm. husband, her dad. And she works at one of the leading tra- level one trauma centers in the United States. It's a teaching university hospital. Yeah. And, and they're going through this. Tom Blanchard in the chat says, I'm tired of arguing with the anti-vaxxers. Put them on the back burner. Um, Charles Richardson joins us in the uh, Facebook live chat. Uh, Charles from the great state of Florida. And of course, the Charles Richardson show. Uh, and Charles, uh, happy to say, he is vaccinated, which is good because he's in Florida and there's a lot of COVID there. As so. we were saying, yeah. Yeah. The ta- Tampa Bay boy. Oh, Looking yeah. at that hospital. I can't imagine working in that environment. Like, it looked like, it looked like, seriously, like a mass trauma. I had never seen staff hanging out in hallways like that. Not hanging out as per se, like we're, they're, they're shooting and, you know, talking or whatever. But they're they're out there doing all the computer work and getting the meds mixed and all of that to then attend to these patients. Yeah. It's overwhelming amount of patients. We have, we have limited space yeah. and people don't seem to get that. You know, people have done a die because they couldn't get the care they needed because so much was being diverted to COVID patients who refused to get vaccinated because let's face it, we've said it before. The vast majority in the hospital right now are what? Oh, of course. Unvaccinated. Of course. Folk. Yeah. Taking up ICU beds, taking yep. up step-down unit beds. Uh, Melanie said, you know what I don't understand? Watching the Patriots game yesterday, people packed in and not wearing masks. I mean, what the hell? Well, there is some, 
You, I think you, they had to be vaccinated. It's outdoors, though, too, and it's right? Outdoors. It's outdoors, so the risk is lower. Were I'm they, with what, her, was though. It, uh, was, I'm with her there. If it was me, well, I, I would have been masking, I think. Well, I wonder, too, was it a home game or an away game? It was a home game. Because if it's a home game, it's in Massachusetts. Correct. Which is good, because as we were dis- as we were discussing with Dave, Massachusetts now one of the top three states for vaccination. I think they're, they're at about uh, two-thirds yeah. uh, is fully vaccinated, which is awesome. So, football so the risk is lower. Yesterday. What's that? I think football started yesterday. Was it yesterday? I think so because I remember seeing. I think I saw a picture of Kyle there. But yeah, again in Massachusetts. Yeah. Oh right, right. right. Kyle the, he, Kyle Hebe yeah, did post Hebe. a picture there. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. Right here, right there in Massachusetts, watching the Patriots. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I know he's vaccinated. Oh, of course. Yeah, he's I, smart. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? He's a smart guy. And I, 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 this is the one thing I've learned through this entire plague, Maddie. Humans are nasty people. Yeah, they are nasty, nasty people. Yeah, yeah. Everyone. I might wear a mask in the wintertime for the rest of my life, to be quite honest. Yeah, you avoid uh, colds and flus. Yeah. Seriously, the doctor said the flu can kill me. I don't want to get it. I don't want no neurovirus. I don't want none of that stuff. Yep. And, and I found something out about this plague, Maddie. I stayed healthier. Yeah. Because I didn't get around those people, and I was wearing a mask. Yeah, well, the lack of cold and flu is uh, a, a, yeah. a lot of proof, I would say, that uh, masking does work. You <laughs> do a lot with influenza to prove some things there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you think about, like, I, I think I, I mentioned this to you before. If you go to a, a cemetery, go to any cemetery, and, and look at a bunch of older tombstones from the 1800s or early 1900s, you'll see influenza as the reason for death mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Because there was no vaccine back then. Right. So people were dropping like flies. They didn't know how to save people with that now. Now we have the vaccine, and we have systems that work so much better that the state of New Hampshire annually loses about 50 people to the flu. Last year, we didn't. For the very reason you spoke of, right? But look where look at the differences. No massive infection of a new a strain. People were dying like crazy. We come up with a vaccine. For after the vaccine, we came up with even better treatments. And the combination of the two, we lose less than fifty people a year. And here we are. We had a year last year. I don't think we lost anybody to influenza last year. Right. I believe it was zero in New Hampshire. Right. And that's science. Tom Blanchard says losing friends because they don't want to hear about government control, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know. It's, what is the government controlling? And how do you think you got your doctors to go along with that? They won't even keep their schedule. Although, uh, per, <laughs> although personally, though, I'm, I'm, fine with, uh-huh. I'm fine with losing friends over this because I don't need stupid people in my life. I hate it. <laughs> if, I hate if, it. If you don't want to be my friend because I believe in science and I'm concerned about COVID... Uh, and you know, and I care about other people. Uh, if you don't want to be my friend because I'm not a sociopath, uh, don't be my friend. It's fine. It's cool. Really. I don't need you in my life. If you're an idiot, (laughs) that problem solves itself. Sometimes the trash takes itself out, which is nice. And that's around the globe. People think it's unique to hear. You must be a Trump supporter and you're anti-vax or you're a Biden supporter and you're pro-vax, which still doesn't make sense to me. Because Trump created the vaccine, mm-hmm. and he was one of the first people to get it. But so, so there's that. Yeah. But seriously, I just lost my. I just had a foggy brain moment, Maddie. Mm. It went bye bye. 
Uh, Michael Albert says, back in the days of polio, we didn't have an idiot former president telling people to take horse dewormer instead. Oh, that's where I was going with that. <laughs> so in this country, we do that. But if you go to France, if you go to Italy, if you go to Europe, there are people that sound much like these, these anti-vaxxers in other countries. Only, of course, they can't have the same reason because they don't have their own Trump and they don't have their American system of government. So they have to come up with new reasons and, and it's not tracking. It, it's a it's it's something else over there. They come up with a different reason because they don't have Trump or Biden to come to to blame. Mm -hmm. They fill yeah. in the blank with their leaders or, you know, what's the guy's name? Who's the prime minister in the UK? Boris Johnson. Yes. There are people that think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread over COVID and others that think he should go out to lunch and run right off the shortest pier and insert different names in another country. That's the thing that's so maddening. If you look at just the medicine, the science, the doctors, all around the world, same thing. Politicians, different stories, and people hate them. But that's not medicine. Uh, Melanie says, uh, again, this is in regard to the conversation we were having with Dave Kindy. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the anti-vaxxers probably won't be able to read the scientific research and understand it. Yeah, I think the I think anti-vaxxers, they prefer to get their information from Facebook memes and uh, conspiracy theorists, YouTube videos than actual uh, reading, I'm guessing. And Reddit. Uh yeah, and Reddit. Oh, they'll yeah. read that. What a cesspool. That they'll read. <laughs> Any, anybody in the system can publish whatever the heck they want in there. I think they get a bunch of Flat Earth articles, actually. Uh, Johnny Dingleberry wrote, again, in all caps, I will not take the vax. I'm immune. I got kidnapped last year and held hostage against my will. I was stuck in there from June 5th until June 19th, 2020, in the full-fledged COVID-killing death machines, the hospitals are now the new furnaces only if you knew oh my we were on a floor with 50 patients. We were not allowed to wear our mask except for visitation. So all 50 of us ate together and at least half of them had a bad COVID whelp. I lasted 14 days and they released me. Why? Because I was immune. They checked our blood every day. The gestation period for COVID is two to 14 days. So they deliberately tried to infect us all and 15 people died. Unfortunately, they were all black. So the oh government's God. picking up the mentally ill on a fake welfare checks also they killing the poor homeless the blacks the indigenous and the elderly over 72 uh blah blah oh, oh this goes on a wow. long time okay somebody um, took way too, or somebody <laughs> forgot to take their meds this morning perhaps. my goodness where do you begin to unpack that one yes i don't think i can help it but a psychiatrist might uh, Melanie said, I disagree. People will come around. I'm not sure why, but I don't think people are able to admit they have changed their mind. And it's like getting the vaccine means someone else won. No, exactly, Melanie. That's why I say this is this is why ideology is so toxic. People get locked into a belief system, and a lot of it has to do with peer pressure. If you're an anti-vaxxer and you've got all these anti-vaxxer friends around you, the last thing you want to do even if even if it's going to potentially save your own life, the last thing you want to do is to admit to your friends, mm, you know, I kind of might believe in science a little bit because then your friends are going to shun you. They're going to call you a liberal, which if you're if you're a conservative of any kind, that's like the worst insult you can call somebody is a liberal. Um, nah, -uh, libtard. Well, yeah. I thought that was the worst one. Oh yeah, they, they they'll say that and they'll think they're clever, but. Uh, I like. I think it's funny when somebody calls me that. I really yeah. do. <laughs> I, I I feel sorry for the person saying it because it's Rather like really. They don't know me well. Yeah. 
Well, also, too, I mean, if that's the most original thing, because anyone, anytime they use that word, they act like they're saying something really clever and funny. And it's like, wow, I've heard that a thousand times. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, think- I, I just uh, I, I think a lot of a lot. That's why I was saying, though, some of these people, if it's mandated, they either have to get vac- vaccinated or go through the testing at their jobs. Some of these people might, and again, it didn't occur to me until today when we were talking to Dave, some of these people might actually give in and get vaccinated, but maybe they won't admit it to their friends. You know, they'll yeah. keep it They'll keep it a secret. Oh, I'm, I'm getting tested uh, every week at work. I would never get vaccinated. Or, or maybe they will admit it to their friends, but they'll say, well, I didn't have a choice, so I had to do it so that their idiot friends don't shun them for not being quite as much of an idiot. <laughs> It's like being able to work in the medical facility in 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 Massachusetts. Oh, I had to sign the union card. Yeah. Everybody's in the union. I had to sign it to work there. Right. Yeah. You know, I think part of it is, though, is human nature's basic problem with change. We don't do well with that. And people seem to not understand the concept of medicine changing. It's like you think you think they get it. But now they seem to, oh, well, at first they said not to use masks. It wasn't a problem. Well, at first we thought it was on top, on touching surfaces. Right. Like people can't adjust that medicine changes, which makes no sense to me. Well, that's how science works. As you, as you. uh... They'll let you cut their boob off with breast cancer and take your lymph nodes out and put all this other, and then radiate you and put in chemotherapy. But don't you give me that vaccine. Yeah. Oh, Lord, don't you give me that vaccine. Nope. Uh, God t- help us. Tom Blanchard says, Ooh. there's this guy at work. He quit our company just because he's so pig-headed. Good. Yeah. I bet there's somebody out there that might like that job. Absolutely. You're better yeah, off. You got good benefits? And you're better off not being around that guy. And your coworkers are better off not being around that guy. Isn't that sad to feel better off away from people that you used to love and hang around with because now you're like oh my god what could they be carrying around you like do i really want to hang around with you yeah i don't know if i want to be and it's not fear it's just not wanting to be stupid right i'm not afraid of what i'm going to get from you i'm not afraid to go into the right aid or something i'm just smart and i don't want to get none of the garbage that you're walking around with if i can avoid it uh, Johnny Dingleberry says, I type caps because I'm blind as from 40 strokes, so bite me. Well, Johnny, I apologize. I never use my vision issues and, as an uh, excuse. Uh, consider yourself bitten, if, if that helps. Yummies. That's my turn. Oh, bite my goodness. Me. Maddie, you want to bite me? I, that's definitely Maybe. for a different show. I saw the preview of that. Oh, uh, Andrew Joseph Reed Downs McCann Brown from Ireland says, hi, Matt and Jenny. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, you as well, Andrew. Yeah. From, uh, from across the pond, as we All say. All the way out there. Uh, Scott Perry from, uh, the Courtesy Call podcast, a great political podcast, is in the, uh, chat room and says, thank you to those who checked out episode 31 last Sunday. Uh, and he uh, shared the link, of course, where you can get that online. There's a new episode every Sunday. Scott does a great job. Uh, Johnny Dingleberry says, hope you all come out of your little office so the COVID can catch you. Well, we're not actually in an office. We're in a uh, radio station. 
Uh, Melanie says, uh, but people at the game were within six feet. Vaccinated people are still able to be positive and spread it to those who will die. I don't buy. They are safe outside in that specific situation. Yeah, I mean, no. And and there have Nothing's been... Nothing's 100%. There have been super spreader events that have taken place outside, uh, like the uh, the ceremony they had at the White House for Amy was, Coney Barrett. That was, honey, a, wait, that no. was a super spreader event, and that was outside. Yeah, but honey, those were unvaccinated people. True, and they were all getting up in each other's faces, and, you know, Chris Christie ended up in the hospital, hooked up to a ventilator at one point. He's no, lucky, he didn't lucky end to up survive. On a oh, I thought he was close. He was close, but, but he didn't get hooked to it. But he was shaking hands and kissing everybody at the at that event, and he acknowledged. He said, you know, he said he had kept his guard up for several months. He put his guard down for a few days for that yep. event, and it cost him. And he said, you know, to his credit, he did say, you know, don't make the mistake that I did. Yeah, he did come out a whole new man. Yeah. I guess getting close to that ventilator might have spooked him. He ended up in the ICU. Yeah. Because it was that close. Yeah. Miriam Banish says, I have a family member who have uh, who has been having serious health issues who couldn't get help for a month and has been in the hospital for several days. Once they got into a hospital, not COVID, but unable to get help due to hospitals being so overwhelmed. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And that is just infuriating. It's very infuriating. And, and you see, I mean, you you see in, in some states, like in Mississippi, like I was talking about, you know, the hospital system there is, as we speak, it is collapsing. And people still just don't care. And there are going to be less and less nurses and doctors and respiratory therapists and technicians because they can't keep it up. Yep. They're done. Yep. Yeah, They're some, overworked. Some people are quitting. People are walking away from the medical profession. And who could blame them? You know, they're not soldiers. Okay. They're not poised for battle and they didn't sign up to have a mass casualty that never ends. This is pushing people over the edge. And then when you add in the unvaccinated that are ending up taking up their units and it's mental torture. Yeah. It's literal mental torture for a medical person to end up. Here's another one rolling in up unvaccinated. Gee, thanks for doing me a favor there, buddy. Doing your part to protect Americans. Um, Andrew Brown from Ireland says in Ireland, you can now go to your local pharmacy and get your vaccine. That is excellent. Good, good. Uh, Miriam says, I live to be shunned by idiots. Yeah, let them. Um, Johnny Dingleberry says, wait till you see the lawsuit from hell is coming for South Carolina's Trident oh Hospital. Keep an eye on the boob tube. It happened <gasps> in Lodson. See how Leave dat, my boobs out of it. See how that woman acts. Someone needs a shrink in so sad. Too bad. I actually was kidnapped. I am a U.S. Army Air Force. Blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on and on. Um, U.S. Army Air Force? Is that a new way to sign up? <laughs> Two at a time now? And uh, Melody is asking her if, uh, if is asking him if uh, Satan is his lawyer. I figured he'd be oh. the judge. Wow. That's, when you get uh, like a, a, a like demons lining up, you know, get to pick one. Well, I will say, just for the record, I am very sorry about, uh, I'm sorry to hear about what happened to you, uh, Johnny Dingleberry. That is terrible. I hope the alien ship was not harmful. Yes. That is. Uh, that's what I'm hearing, I think. That is all truly terrible. The voices in my head are telling me it's one of us. Mm-hmm. We've taken him up. We've marked him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you'd like to get in with a call, uh, 603-250-6007, 603 
250-6007. You can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. Uh, but we would love to hear from you on the phone, 603-250-6007. Uh, while we're on the subject, uh, rawstory.com has a story up. Uh, QAnon conspiracist dies from COVID-19 and Trump-loving attorney accuses the hospital of medical murder. Oh, my This is the kind God. of stuff, this is the kind of madness we're dealing with. How ticked off am I about to be? says here, a QAnon conspiracist has died from COVID-19 after becoming the center of a harassment campaign against the Chicago hospital where she was being treated for the deadly virus. Uh, Veronica Wolski died early Monday after spending weeks at Amita Resurrection Hospital, which was targeted for harassment by pro-Donald Trump conspiracists Lynn Wood, Sidney Powell, and Michael Flynn over doctors' refusal to treat her with ivermectin instead of proven therapies, reported Newsweek. Uh, Wood posted on his Telegram account, quote, I've just learned that Veronica Wolski died. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, I've just learned that Veronica Wolski saw the face of God this morning at 12.44 a.m. Wow. wow. That Now, that's impressive. If Veronica photo. Wolski saw that, yeah. No I, photo, no proof. I hope she got a, fo- a uh, selfie with God. Seriously, right? That would be Make something. Make like a peace symbol. Be like, dude. How come Lynn Wood gets to know about that? You know, I would think. I would think that would be going up on Facebook or I Instagram. Know, right? That's like right up there with the potato chip that looked like Jesus. Yes. You got to Instagram that out. And St. Mary's. Face of God. Dorito. What do you think God, who do you, I think God probably looks like George Clooney. What do you think? That's how I like uh, to imagine him. I don't know. I'm going with Alanis Morissette. Okay. Oh, well, that makes sense. There you go. There is a. I do love that movie. It's not a documentary though. That is my, well, that is my favorite Kevin Smith film. Dogma. You. Dogma. Great, great film. I love that movie. Uh, Wood had asked his more than 800,000 social media followers to call the hospital to demand ivermectin for Wolski, who he now claims was murdered by medical personnel there for withholding the medication used to treat parasitic infections that is unproven as a treatment for COVID-19. Like heartworm and worms in the poopy. Oh, uh, Johnny Dingleberry says he is golden, I think referring to God. So Johnny has perhaps also seen the face of God. Very exciting. Really? Like all golden, low hues of any kind? I always thought like rainbow-like or something. You know? I will, uh, going forward, uh, think of God as appearing as a golden George Clooney. A golden George Clooney? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. You are way into George Clooney today. Well, I just, uh, I just imagine, well, he's a good-looking guy, and I would imagine yeah. God is quite handsome as well. Um... I mean, to think anything else, I think, is uh, satanic. Maybe it's Patrick Swayze. That's why, he, you know, he had a... Oh, could be. Could be. He, he's, he's got that chiseled look, you know. True. And they got him so they could, like, go, here, you're God's replacement. Melanie says, uh, stay golden, pony boy. Oh, no. That's right. I hated that book. Uh, Wood posted, quote, It is our responsibility to ensure that these medical murders stop now and the perpetrators perpetrators he brought to justice. Veronica will be on her bridge in heaven looking down on us. It's quite the imagination. We must do our best to make sure Veronica did not leave this earth in vain, unquote. Well, the whole in vain thing, I think that ship has sailed. Um, wait, 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 wait. Let me say this. Mm, Let me say yeah. this. As a, as a retired medical provider. If you believe that 
I need a word, Maddie. If you believe the garbage that Matt just read from that article, if you actually believe that medical providers kill people on purpose, set out to be murderers, don't you ever darken the doorstep of another doctor's office, another hospital ER, another urgent care, because you stupidly cut this or broke that. Stay the heck away from them. You got no business going anywhere near a medical provider if you truly believe they're murderers. Like this ridiculous article, like garbage that people will believe. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so angry. Well, you know, who can blame people for quitting? <laughs> who, can blame, who can blame really? people for yeah. walking away? Who wants to be a nurse with that one? Yeah, you're yeah. a murderer. Yeah. Yeah, you really want to be a nurse then? Yeah. Really? You can't blame them for Oh, my God. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Matt, this is Gene Simmons of KISS. <laughs> Gene Simmons of KISS. How are you doing with your uh, COVID, sir? I know that you're fully vaccinated, so I, I hope you're doing well. I'm doing just fine. Hanging in the mat. I'm, oh. I'm jogging up to seven miles a day now, so I'm fine and healthy. <laughs> wow, that's outstanding. What what uh, what uh, do we have to thank for this uh, call, Gene Simmons of Kiss? Well, I was just listening, Matt, as I usually do when I'm cruising Elm Street in my limousine, and I heard <laughs> that somebody had their photo taken with God. <laughs> yes, apparently, yes. <laughs> when the, When did that happen? Oh, just recently. Uh, I think, uh, what was it, Sunday morning, I think? Yes. I wasn't around. Sunday morning, I wasn't even in town. <laughs> That's impossible. Oh, well, no, this didn't happen here. It, it happened in another state, uh, Gene Simmons of KISS. What I'm telling you, Matt, is nobody had their picture taken with me in the last <laughs> three weeks. I understand. I understand. Okay. Well, that that's... She's lying. She's a liar. Well, uh, clearly... Well, yeah, we, we didn't, uh, if it makes you feel any better, we didn't put much uh, stock into what uh, this individual was saying to begin with. So we were skeptical all along, Gene Simmons of KISS. That's fine. I'm already over it. Listen, since you're uh, <laughs> online, you might as well go to kissonline.com. The new fall line of school lunchboxes are out. Oh, very exciting. Cool. Yes. Well, we love that. There's all four original members. Really? That surprises me. I didn't think they Yeah, we're doing a little more. throwback, Matt. Oh, Okay. All right. Well, yes. now do uh, so do Ace and Peter get a cut of that <laughs> because it's the uh, original lineup on the lunchbox? Oh, God, no. I didn't think so. No. Yeah. Well, that's smart. Did you just say, oh, yourself? I, I, I think I think you did. I think I, you caught me in that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I pay attention. What do you say when someone sneezes? Do you say, I bless you? <laughs> I just simply say, bless you, my child. Oh, that's nice, actually. I like that. So, like, is your that's version right. of the sign of the, co the cross, like, sticking out your tongue? Is that is that cool? Does that work? Absolutely. Yay! Absolutely acceptable. I started a new thing. Well, wait a minute, though. Uh, Gene Simmons of KISS is Jewish. So, Gene, I mean, how does that work when you see the, the sign of the cross? That doesn't even uh, make sense. Well, when a Jewish person looks at it, it's a, it's a Star David. Oh, oh, can I answer I that? Can I answer that? I have an answer for that. Oh yes, please. My son Jesus was a Jew as well. You do the math. <laughs> okay. Bye -bye. All right. Very good. All right. Thank you, uh, Gene Simmons of Kiss. Wow. I did not uh, know that he was in fact uh, a deity. I I always assumed. Wait a minute. It, I always assumed it was Paul Stanley. Oh. <gasps>
Even How though, dare even you? Even though I imagine him looking like George Clooney. But I, I thought, was, wait a minute, is Paul Stanley the star child? Yes. So it's the star of God. How did you not get that? Uh, and how did I get that before you? I, I don't know. The world, oh, we're in the Matrix, dude. Well. If I know something, kids, and you don't, we're in the Matrix. Some Some people think that. Yep. Well, they rebooted it. They resurrected it. Is it resurrection? I don't even know what they're calling it. Uh, that's, uh, well, as of someone who's Jewish, you wouldn't know about the resurrection. No, no, Matrix resurrection. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. Thought, Keanu uh, Reeves, stay we on were, track with me. thought we were getting theological. No, Keanu Reeves would make a light look, and, uh, you know, he's got a nice little chill. Oh, oh my. Uh, Mike Palapita from Queen City Cabinetry says, does Gene run with those big giant claw boots? Well, I hope not. That's what I was wondering. See, I should have asked it. I was thinking about it. Yeah. I didn't sit it out there. Uh, Our uh, friend uh, Johnny Dingleberry says, have y'all ever died? I have in West Germany. And... Uh, October 31st, 1988, in a horrific car accident. I was dead for six hours. Uh, okay. That's, uh, and that goes uh, on from there. Hey, Maddie, now he's claiming he's been dead four times. If he was dead for six hours, though, no wonder he knows that God is golden. That makes sense. Yeah, that's probably hypoxia. Uh, Melanie says, uh, Johnny Dingleberry, I died four times so far. Totally sucked. Would oh, not recommend. Oh, yeah. Melanie died four times. Now, see, that I can believe. It's a, it's a lot of death. She's a risk taker. A lot of death. Uh, soul sister. We're almost out of time. If you'd like to get in with a quick call, 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. Um, probably have to get into this uh, tomorrow, but uh, Tony Blinken... Today was uh, testifying yeah. uh, at a hearing. Uh, this is from Reuters. Blinken defends Afghan withdrawal at angry U.S. congressional hearing. Uh, it says here, just this was happening earlier. I assume it's concluded now. Uh, Secretary of State uh, Anthony Blinken beat back criticism of the withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan today at a contentious congressional hearing where at least one Republican called on him to resign. In testy exchanges with lawmakers, Blinken defended President Biden's decision to pull out and pushed back on accusations that the State Department might have done more to help Americans and at-risk Afghans to be evacuated, blaming the previous administration for lacking a plan. Uh, uh, he repeatedly noted that Republican former President Donald Trump had negotiated the withdrawal agreement with the Taliban and said President Biden's administration did not consider renegotiating because of threats from the group to resume killing Americans. That's a... All righty. So now we're going to let him win by what? Uh, Come on. That's really the reason? I'm telling you, the Biden administration had no clue what was going to happen. This shocked them. They had no idea. There was no good plan. They weren't prepared for nothing. Telling me that you know that you had to stick to it. Give me a break. Come on, give me another line of garbage. Yeah, he went on to say, quote, there's no evidence that staying longer would have made the Afghan security forces or the Afghan government any more resilient or self-sustaining. We inherited a deadline. We did not inherit a plan, unquote. That's a So let's very, not have one, all right? Let's not have one. I'm listening very, to somebody uh, tell a story yeah. about young ladies who were going to school in Afghanistan and the American open and supported musical, musical like uh, like band thing, right? Because playing instruments is, is, is grounds for death there. Mm. Now, now with the Taliban, that's death. And they, they, they couldn't get these young girls out. And as far as I know, as of now, 
They're still trying to figure out how to get them out. Yeah. And what they've done under Sharia is is grounds to kill them. I, I mean, this is... It, it, nobody's arguing that we needed to withdraw and end a war. I think a lot of us wanted it to end a lot sooner. But what everybody I hear is saying on both sides is this was not how we should have done it. It should have been planned better. We should right. have had safeguards in place to protect our people and their people that needed to get out. But we didn't. And look what happened. And where's the Afghan government that was there? Yeah. Where are they? I mean, uh, well, yeah, this... this uh we inherited a deadline. We didn't inherit a plan. I mean, uh, you said that's that's the such a weak. What an excuse! Yeah, that what is what an absolute BS excuse. Yeah, that is that is a pretty pretty weak. Uh, so because excuse. you didn't have a plan, thirteen American soldiers are dead right now. And yeah. and and I saw on Sky News that um, people have gotten rounded up who were in governmental positions and have already been executed. Yeah. It's already been started. It's already happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, perhaps uh, that will be a topic of discussion for tomorrow, more of what Blinken said. Uh, we are uh, just about out of time. So, uh, Jenny, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to uh, Dave Kindy for joining us earlier. It was wonderful uh, talking with him. Thank you, uh, Jenny, for finding him. That's That was great. And, really uh, great. We'll have him Diamond on again. in the rough, huh? Absolutely. A real journalist that uses good citations. Yes, yes. God, I needed that. Thank you, uh, EZG, for joining us uh, in the first hour. And uh, thank you to Gene Simmons of KISS for uh, calling and revealing uh, his uh, that he is, in fact, the deity. Well, now we know that she didn't really get her picture taken with God. I mean, right, right. just throwing that out there now. He debunked that. He's uh, practically a journalist himself. Seriously, right? Yeah, that's, right? that's right. That's right. And now we know he can run very fast in shoes, boots, maybe? Yes, yes. I'm thinking he had the boots on. Mike Pelopita from Queen City Cabinetry says, have a great night, everyone. Thank you, Mike. And uh, if you missed any part of today's show, it'll be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, mattconnerton.com. And uh, that's going to do it for us for now. We'll talk to you all a little bit later. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.